this week on the Iowa Watch Connection. Many people think that anyone can teach, which is probably true, but to do it well takes a lot more than just standing in front of a group of, of students. A career as a teacher can be rewarding. The education field is a, it's very difficult. It's not particularly lucrative in terms of, of the pay, and quite honestly, it's a calling. But it's getting harder to get good people to enter the field. And I would foresee that we're going to have more and more shortage areas than what we currently have right now. Facing a teacher shortage, our topic this week. The Iowa Watch Connection is presented by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism. Online at iowawatch.org. Here is Jeff Stein. Iowa education officials say we are facing a teacher shortage. Reports show that Iowa universities are graduating 400 fewer teachers, counselors, and administrators each year than in 2013. The State Department of Education places the number of graduates annually at 2,100. For a state that has always prided itself on its K-12 and higher education programs, it's a matter that has many concerned. As we've talked with our um, colleagues in the higher ed departments in our universities, we know that we are seeing um, less students go into the College of Education. Tammy Waro of Cedar Rapids is president of the Iowa State Education Association. So we, we know that from the get-go right now, the numbers are slowing down. Um, we have less teachers going out into student teaching, and um, ultimately we're having trouble hiring across the state in shortage areas. And I would foresee that we're going to have more and more shortage areas than what we currently have right now. Um, currently, special ed, English language learners, um, our math and science departments are struggling to find um, highly qualified teachers. Um, our rural areas are really um, looking for those teachers as well. Um, and our foreign language departments are looking for teachers coming out of college with that certification too. So currently we are in a shortage and, and absolutely seeing the incoming numbers, we believe it's going to just get worse. Is there any reason or set of reasons why it might be bad now? I'm curious as to why, especially in these shortage areas, when we've had such attention paid to STEM, for example, why even those who have the calling and the desire are not going into some of these targeted areas you mentioned? You know, I think it is um, a gift that we give our communities to be a teacher, and I think that it is becoming um, harder and harder to teach in the classroom they are very much prepared with the content, but the supports that are there, the larger class sizes that they're encountering, um, quite frankly, behaviors are becoming um, more difficult in some areas. And they're hearing rhetoric about the education profession, I tell you, from the top down. Going into this profession that is absolutely from the heart, something our people want to do and they care about kids, but when they see um, some of the things that they have to deal with and the exhaustion that they're going home with, even those teachers that go into the profession, we see a turnover in the first five years. So the supports um, just, just aren't there in ways that maybe they used to be as far as the respect and the concern about our educators in our communities. And, and I, I think even right now it might seem silly to talk about 
the hits that our education employees are taking in the public just at the state level, but when you start talking about whether insurance is important to them or, you know, whether they should be able to talk about their contracts, in some of our rural communities, our educators are able to go to a, a small school district, say in, in Ogden, and know that they're going to have good health insurance, and that's what keeps them there. The, the calling helps them go into teaching, but what keeps them in Iowa and in our rural communities is often some of the benefits that go with that. So when all that conversation is happening about them and they're not at the table to have the conversation, it makes you wonder if the respect is even there from the top. Jill Uhlenberg is head of the Department of Curriculum and Instruction at the University of Northern Iowa in Cedar Falls. Her department houses elementary education majors. We've uh, experienced this um, uh, potential shortage uh, several times in the past. Um, I think this time one of the larger contributors to the issue is uh, the idea that um, teachers nationally have been kind of blamed for what some people perceive as low quality of schools. And um, as a result, you know, that lack of respect for teachers who work very hard and uh, their goal is to really help children and and students learn, Um, it feels like we're not being appreciated. Uh, And, of course, salaries are always a part of that issue as well. And uh, so I think that's one issue that has maybe made some people rethink the idea of how I might not want to be a teacher but um, I think at UNI, we're, we're pre- have been pretty level in our enrollments in teacher education, especially in elementary education in my department. Um, we still have approximately 1,300 majors as of today, and that, I think, is a, a really good sign that we're, we're still doing the work we need to do in developing really high-quality teachers for the state. There has been a big fuss nationally about things like Common Core the Iowa core here in this state. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that sort of national discussion may either be contributing to this perceived future shortage or to a general lack of respect for educators generally? Uh, I, I do suspect that um, the, the focus on Im- implementation of standards um, implies that in Iowa, especially we have never had standards for, for students to learn. That is truly not the case. We've always had standards for our teaching and learning. Um, They just have been developed um, within the state as opposed to being coming to us from from out of state or nationally. And uh, I I think, yes, that could very well be uh, part of the idea that teachers are going to have to comply with things coming down from above, from the federal government or uh, nationally, that, that we have not had to do before. But I don't think I don't see the standards as being a real barrier to our teaching because we've already been doing much of that already. What is different about being a teacher now in 2017 than perhaps 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or perhaps when you and I were in school? Let's say. I think the the most the last two decades probably with no child left behind and the move towards much more assessment uh, in a really fine-tuned, dramatic way that requires teachers to spend so much time assessing their students, especially in um, preschool primary grades, that they really do not have opportunities to teach and um, 
develop the kind of classrooms that they would do and have learned how to do um, in our teacher prep programs. There, there's um, the idea that things have to be done for administration, for the state, for the federal um, reports that keep us from really doing the work that, that we want to be doing. So assessment has been a real issue uh, along with uh, the other things you mentioned, the standards and, and also the idea that um, teachers have lost respect. According to Nancy Languth, Associate Dean in the University of Iowa College of Education, the expansion of women in more professions than a generation or two ago is actually part of why there may be a teacher shortage now. Well, I'm sure like any any um, situations we would find ourselves in, it's, it's multifaceted, and so there wouldn't be just necessarily one cause, but probably several factors, one of which I, I think would be that the, the people who have traditionally gone into teaching for decades now are, you know, the college-bound candidate. I, I take myself as an example that uh, I am from uh, Bedford, Iowa, which is a, a rural community, and knew that in high school I wanted to be a first-generation college student in my family. And um, that being in the, the late 70s, I knew that I could be a nurse or I could be a teacher. And I'm, I, I think that was my own um, limited vision of what, you know, a, a young woman graduating from high school could explore. And I really think that today, having been a middle school science teacher and a mother of two daughters, I would say guilty as charged of, you know, the world is your oyster. <laughs> you, can, you can do this. You can be that. And I, I really think as educators, as um, family members, we have been um, hesitant to say and to ask the question, have you thought about teaching? Because education and teaching really is a very meaningful career option. The University of Northern Iowa was once known as Iowa State Teachers College. This coming Wednesday, February 1st, a new president begins work at the Cedar Falls Institution. I asked Iowa native and incoming president Dr. Mark Nook if seeing these reports warning of a teacher shortage leads him to look at possible missed opportunities for university education programs. I guess I'm not interested in looking back and saying what did we miss, um, but look at that report and say what can we do, right? It, it's not about what we may have missed or, or where we slipped. You want to make sure you understand the history well enough that you don't make those same mistakes. But the real question isn't what have we missed, it's, it's what can we do. We've got a teacher shortage, uh, we've got a superintendent administrative shortage. What's the role of you and I? Um, clearly a major piece of that falls to you and I. It, it's why we exist and we've got to pick that up and, and own it and figure out how to help the state solve that problem. Um, how much of it is uh, uh, the pipeline? Do we have enough openings in this, in here at Iowa State, at the University of Iowa, for, to prepare teachers? How much of it is on uh, the other side? Uh, how people who want to go into teaching, is it incentivized enough? Um, is the pay there? What's the scale? Um, and, and those are things that I think we as an institution need to be involved in as well, is, is how do we make sure that we've got not just teacher education appropriately positioned, but the lifestyle of a teacher.
and supporting the local school districts and supporting um, K-12 education so that people want to go into what I have always seen as, as one of the, the best professions out there, at least one of the most noble ones. What can be better than preparing the next generation uh, of, of leaders, of community members? Uh, that's what it's all about, right? I watched the work my mom did as a, as a junior high English teacher and as a grade school teacher, and, um, you know, it, it's hard work. But she just loved working with those kids, and I see it in the faces of the students that I've met here already. It's, it's all about being there to help these, these kids and, and make a difference in the community as these kids grow up. And I think we've got to be engaged as an institution in, in helping make sure that that profession is, remains a noble profession and one that people want to be involved in and that if they are involved in it, they, can, they have a, a good standard of living. And, you know, the state of Iowa has, has been a leader in that for years. And uh, it, it's one of the things that brought me back to this state is this is a state that cares about education, whether it's K-12, pre-K-12 or whether it's higher education. Um, uh, they've done a good job of, of supporting education in this state and not just with lip service. So I think we can, we've got a good base to build on and, and we'll take that report very seriously and see what our role can be to, to not just make sure we have enough spots at UNI, but we continue to work with our K-12 partners to make K-12 education, public education, private education, something that is a respected profession and, and a noble profession. Coming up, we'll talk with a human resources official for one of Iowa's largest school districts about recruiting and retaining teachers. That's next as the Iowa Watch Connection continues. Support for the Iowa Watch Connection comes from the Iowa Insurance Division's Iowa Fraud Fighters Program. This statewide initiative educates Iowans on how to double-check before they invest and shield their savings from scammers. Thousands of Iowans have attended fraud fighter forums across the state to learn about new scams circulating in their area and how to stay a step ahead of fraudsters. Learn how to fight fraud and why it is important to report scams at iowafraudfighters.gov. The Iowa Watch Connection radio program is part of a statewide audience engagement project organized by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, an independent, nonprofit, nonpartisan news organization. The center is dedicated to producing high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism in Iowa, while also training journalism students to do this work at a high ethical level. The center is found online at iowawatch.org. Welcome back to the Iowa Watch Connection. I'm Jeff Stein. Dr. Bev Smith is Associate Superintendent for Human Relations and Equity for the Waterloo Community School District, the sixth largest district in the state. I asked her if the district is finding it hard to get and retain good teachers as opposed to the past few years. We are starting to recognize a teacher shortage, particularly in some areas. Um, specifically special needs, um, some of the fine arts areas we are recognizing um, that our applicant pool is dwindling. Do you have any sense as to why that is the case? Um, I truly believe that there are um, individuals who are making decisions not to pursue 
um, education is a career. I believe that the local teacher prep institutions are reporting um, that they are having lower numbers entering their programs. Based upon your interaction with colleagues at other schools throughout the state, do you think that you are having a more severe problem in the Waterloo Community Schools as opposed to other urban schools, say, for example, in Cedar Rapids or Iowa City or Des Moines? I don't think I can say that we're having any more difficulty than any other um, communities in recruiting and retaining quality teachers. Is there any sense as to why good people are not entering the field, not going to the preparatory schools as they may have in the past? Um, I truly believe that people are recognizing that um, teaching, the education field, is a, it's very difficult. And um, it's not particularly lucrative in terms of, of the pay. And quite honestly, it's a calling. So uh, people are recognizing if they are not called to teach, that they are moving on to other fields. I see where the Des Moines Public Schools is offering a $3,000 signing bonus to teachers who come in to teach special needs. They also have an incentive of paying for a master's program. Does the Waterloo District have any sort of incentives, and are you considering any enhancements to help make the teaching package here more attractive? We do not at this time offer uh, an incentive. At one time, the state of Iowa provided dollars to us through something called market factor funds that allowed us to provide incentive pay for uh, hard-to-staff areas. Um, At this time, uh, there there are no plans to offer that. We have um, talked with our bargaining groups around ways that we can differentiate pay but we have not put together a proposal that would uh, reflect that. As I think about your earlier comment about this being a calling, how does that calling manifest itself? How is it that someone has the sense that this is the field or this is the career that they should be following? I think there are individuals who are born um, and have grown up knowing that they've always wanted to be a teacher. They want to give back. They want to impact the lives of children. And um, they also understand that it's probably the hardest job you can ever do. But they're committed to do that because um, they find value um, in, in, in committing their lives to kids. So I, I truly believe that it is a calling. It's not work that everyone can do. Now, Waterloo is in a unique situation in that, parallel to it, sharing a border is the city of Cedar Falls, and the districts are very different in terms of makeup, in terms of size, in terms of ethnicity, in terms of the level of people who are well-to-do. Do you find that you have a competitive situation, or is it a matter that Waterloo and its positives and negatives, in essence, stands on its own when people are deciding where to make their career home? Well, I think there are some people who, I know that there are some educators who have taught in Waterloo and have chosen to to go to Cedar Falls and teach. I'm not sure if it's anything other than, you know, their geographic location. There are individuals who live in Cedar Falls, their kids go to Cedar Falls schools, so they want to teach in, in Cedar Falls. Um, I certainly understand that teaching in an urban environment is different. 
there are more challenges, but there are also many, many rewards. So I, I think it's an individual decision. I don't believe that that people are looking to move to a, a less urban district um, to get away from anything. I think that there are some programs, um, some internship programs and some alternative training programs that are being offered at the local teacher prep op, um, institutions that are there, are being offered to entice individuals who thought about being a teacher but did not pursue that as their career that will give them opportunities to enter into the field of teaching. We have had some individuals that have come out of medicine, that have come out of the private sector in, in many walks of life that have decided, you know, I really always wanted to be a teacher. Maybe now is my opportunity. And I, I am I'm focusing on those individuals and encourage them, encouraging them, if that is something that they've considered doing, to pursue it because it's, it's good work. It's a wonderful career for those who, um, who want to take that challenge on. And I think that's going to be a hope for um, increasing our, our applicant pools is getting individuals from non-traditional backgrounds to consider teaching. Dr. Bev Smith is Associate Superintendent for Human Relations and Equity for the Waterloo Community School District. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can connect with us online anytime, iowawatch.org. Click on the Iowa Watch Connection tab at the top of the page to listen to all or part of this program again for a list of stations that carry the program and more, iowawatch.org. Follow us on Twitter at Iowa Watch and be sure to use the hashtag IAWatchConnection when commenting about the program. We're on Facebook too, facebook.com slash iowawatch. And you can let us know your thoughts about this program or suggest ideas for future programs by email. The address is radio at iowawatch.org. The program is produced in the studios of KXEL Radio, Waterloo, Cedar Falls, Cedar Rapids. I'm Jeff Stein. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll make the Iowa Watch Connection again next week. The Iowa Watch Connection is a copyrighted presentation of the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, which is solely responsible for its content. For more information about the center, including how you can contribute so high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism and student training can continue, go online iowawatch.org.